When I was a boy, I had kept rabbits, and they burrowed into Mr. Morton's yard and ate his lettuce crop, which annoyed Mr. Morton. And I had chickens, and they flew over the fence into Mr. Grady's yard and pecked holes in his reddish tomatoes, which displeased Mr. Grady. And so, after I had paid a boy two dollars for a goat and then paid him fifty cents to take it back because it had eaten to desolation the gardens of both Mr. Morton and Mr. Grady, I consulted those gentlemen as to what manner of animal I had best own next. The two gentlemen came into my father's backyard by the -the over-the-fence route. Mr. Grady took a seat on the sawbuck. Mr. Morton leaned against the barn door. Mr. Morton was younger than Mr. Grady, but far more serious. He was studying law and wore his hair in a broad bang that hung over one eye, and so long as I knew him he never smiled. Mr. Grady, on the other hand, was old enough to be young again. He seemed to have no special profession except that of veteran of two fields, Gettysburg and Cornfield. He was an ex-soldier and a retired farmer, and as happy by nature as any man could possibly be. I think he lived in cycles of jokes. He would smile all day yesterday thinking of a joke he meant to tell someone. Today he would tell the joke and smile. And tomorrow he would smile over the manner in which the joke was received. The next day he would begin the cycle again. In this way he kept himself always happy and economized his jokes. "'William,' said Mr. Morton, when I stated my indecision, This matter is one that receives more than usual consideration, and I must ask you to retire a few minutes while Mr. Grady, my honored friend here, and I consult in private. I knew that meant I was not wanted, and I went into the house, not especially because it was necessary to retire so far, but because there were fresh doughnuts there. When I returned, their consultation was completed. It is the sense of the meeting, said Mr. Morton so solemnly that I felt very important, Generally speaking, the confines of a city are conducive to better results in agricultural pursuits than in stock grazing. He means, explained Mr. Grady, that raising garden trucks is better than raising critters. My face must have shown my disappointment, for Mr. Morton hastened to reassure me. However, he said, since your nature inclines toward the animal rather than toward the vegetable kingdom, we have made proper concessions and have decided on a fit and suitable creature upon which you may lavish your care. "'Very pretty words, then,' Mr. Grady asserted. Mr. Morton whipped back the lock of hair which had a way of falling into his eye and proceeded. "'The animal on which we have decided,' he continued, "'has been known from the days of great antiquity. It is a gentle beast, at least in its domestic state, although in wild it is considered dangerous at times, and it adds to the food supply of the nations. While I may not call it precisely graceful, it is in its youth often pleasant to the eye.' while with age it assumes a dignity and majesty that are suited to its rotund and weighty form. Mr. Grady had been waiting an opportunity to speak, while I stood with my mouth open, taking in a stream of eloquence. Now Mr. Grady took his pipe from his mouth and spoke. "'Why don't you tell the lad it's a pig?' he asked. "'A pig?' I exclaimed. "'But a pig can't do anything.' "'To be sure,' said Mr. Grady. "'He can't fly like them chickens you had.' "'Nor can I say I've ever seen one hop like a rabbit,' said Mr. Morton. "'Neither can he climb a tree like a cat nor swim like a trout, "'but he is a fine bit of a beast for all that,' said Mr. Grady. "'But,' I suggested, "'pigs cost a great deal and all my money is gone. "'He's the last to buy that billy goat.' "'All of which,' said Mr. Morton, "'has been carefully considered. "'And in view of your financial distress, "'Mr. Grady, my honoured neighbour, and I have decided to finance the pig.' In other words, we will buy him. I hesitated. I don't think my father would like to have you do that, I said. But we do not make you a present of him, said Mr. Morton. 
Wouldn't he be my pig? I asked, quite sure I should not care to own a pig that did not belong to me.